Welcome to TMT, that stands for 10-Minute Tuesday, part of our Practical Prepping Podcast. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. We want to help everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. So the topic for tonight is after the election. Well, Biden's been declared the winner by the media, but there are a number of lawsuits that could possibly affect the outcome of this election. Some of us may remember the year 2000 when Al Gore was declared the winner by the media, but it actually took 35 days and the state of Florida to get through their hanging chads fiasco to declare Bush the actual winner of the presidency. So with that context, regardless of which candidate ultimately takes office, we need to continue prepping. There will always be weather situations. The Northeast will always have snowstorms. The Northwest will always be having wildfires. We're still having hurricanes. We're still having hurricanes. Uh, My question there is, what are we going to go to after we run out of the Greek alphabet? I think we just have to start over. I don't know. We could possibly have a CME, which stands for coronal mass ejection. That's when the sun actually exits a great deal of energy uh, at a particular time, and that does have an effect on our atmosphere and a lot of our electronics. Throws a hissy fit. Throws a hissy fit. The Carrington event was the greatest one on record. And in that one, the telegraph wires caught fire. Oh, my word. Oh, gracious. Or there's even the man-made threat of an EMP, an electromagnetic pulse, which is when a nuclear device could be detonated many, many, many miles up in space. The fallout from that can actually completely turn our cell phones and our computers into toast. There's also the threat of destructive computer hacking of banks and utilities. So we live in a, a world of unusual threats, and we just have to keep ourselves aware. We have to keep prepping. If the whole country just goes nuts, we still have to keep prepping. Each party believes that the other party would would cause economy to be destroyed, and that's something that we need to be prepping for in our financial preps. Same thing with unemployment. If you're financially prepped, we're not going to be worried about being able to feed our family. How about hyperinflation? We can spend now and we can save later. What are some of the things you've seen that prices are going up on? I'm starting to see some prices go up on meat and certain items like peanut butter, bread, a few staples. You know, it's it's inching up here and there. And every once in a while, I still see an empty shelf in the grocery store. And, you know, if we go the way of Venezuela with our, uh, or Peru for that matter, a friend of ours is a missionary in Peru, and he said that it pretty much took a wheelbarrow to take the amount of money to the store to buy a loaf of bread. Oh, my word. The hyperinflation had come in so much, and that's definitely a concern with the amount of money that our government has been printing. They call it quantitative easing, and it is just a matter of printing more money and throwing it into the economy. We've noticed, too, that there are a lot of folks that have gotten into prepping because of COVID, and 
they've just become more aware that they need to prep to some level. And so that's another item we want to address very quickly tonight is that what does it take to be a prepper and how do you know you are a prepper? And do you have to have certain types of things to be considered a prepper? And so we just want to give you a few little things to watch out for and things that we've learned along the way that we're going to share with you. Talking about buying gear Mark, I think you can address that very well because you're much more knowledgeable about uh, the types of gear. What do beginning preppers and even seasoned preppers, what do they need to be watching out for? Well, avoid the gadgets and the gizmos. Uh, We've all heard that super survival knife with storage, fishing kit, matches, and a compass, all for the ridiculously low price of only $29.95. But wait. <laughs> Let's throw in another one. Yeah, that's the that's the knife that we wanted as uh, young teenagers. It had that survival kit storage in the handle. But that kind of thing will put you in trouble today if you try to do serious prepping with that kind of knife. Uh, you need one that that is a serious knife, full tang handle that you can get a hold of, not super gimmicky things like the compass in the handle and the fishing kit and the matches inside the the handle itself. Another thing to talk about when it comes to gear, and this is being careful when you're buying gear, is research pre-made first aid kits. Yeah, because we've noticed too that they they will advertise that they may have several hundred items in there, but most of those are just going to be everyday common band-aids. Um, alcohol preps and tweezers and rolls of gauze, the types of things that you can purchase in whatever quantity you feel you need. And so we found that a lot of times a first aid kit is something that would be better put together by yourself, you know, on your own with the types of things that you need. You you may not need 455 finger-sized Band-Aids in your first aid kit, but you might want to have a dozen or so different size and have some common sense about what you're putting together for your first aid kit. And putting that together, you can match it to your own situation, circumstances. If you have grandkids, you're going to probably need more for skin knees and bug bites. Uh, if you travel a lot on the highway like we do from time to time, it's good to have a, a true trauma kit for uh, if you're so inclined to stop at accidents. And having been a paramedic for 19 years and currently a law enforcement officer, I do tend to stop at a, at a wreck. Uh, we might be able to to make a difference in somebody's life there. So you might want to consider putting those kits together yourself. However, there are some very good commercial kits available. You just have to do some research on those. One such place that you can get those is doomandbloom.net. Doom, D-O-O-M, A-N-D-B-L-O-O-M. And that's Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, for those of you that listen to a lot of other podcasts, and uh, they've been interviewed on a number of things. And It's Dr. Joseph Alton and his wife, Amy, and Amy is an advanced RN nurse practitioner, and they have taken it upon themselves to put together some very, very good first aid kits, some kits that you could be proud to carry and know that you could depend on. And there's all sizes of kits on their site. So take a look at Doom and Bloom and see if Dr. Alton and his wife, 
or let's say Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy uh, have a kit that fits your needs. Another thing when we're talking about being careful with uh, gear and things that you hear, disregard any gear advice that someone on a podcast, a YouTube forum, or a website says that you must have. When they say you must have this and this only, it, they're basically giving their opinion and it's often associated with some kind of sales or monetizing with that particular item. Another one to be careful with is someone that says you can't be a prepper if you don't have two years of food put away or if you don't have a particular water filter or you don't have a suture kit or a decompression needle. Nonetheless, of course, you're trained to use that. It's good to have. Some might say, well, you've got to have an axe, a machete, a tomahawk, and a hatchet to be a prepper. Or you might need a ferro rod or a bow drill in order to be a prepper. I would hate to think that we, our lives depended on me starting a fire with a bow drill. That would be hard. That would be Never difficult. Try. I, I, and, you know, we're not saying we don't approve of any of those things, but when someone tells you that to be a prepper, you must follow this particular lane, prepping is very personal. Prepping is about what you need. Your preps are going to differ from my preps because your family and your lifestyle and your choices are going to differ from mine. You prep for the things that you are going to need, and I'll prep for the things that I'm going to need. And you can, as you're journeying through your prepper experience, you'll find different needs for different things. But a prepper is merely someone who is prepared. How you prepare and with what is completely up to you. But when it comes to gear, let's say it this way, buy gear that fills a need that you have already specifically identified. And when you possibly can, buy multi-use items uh, rather than single use. It reduces weight. A multi-tool is a very good example. And we would say buy the best quality that you can justify. It lasts longer. It works when you need it, like manual can openers. If you go to the dollar store and buy a dollar manual can opener, you're asking for trouble. You need to go ahead and buy a dozen so that you can be able to use them a dozen times. Yeah. Or you can buy one that is um, is worth having by quality when you possibly can. Don't buy gear and toss it in the bag without learning how to use it. That is very, very important because when stuff's hitting the fan, that is not the time to figure out that you don't know how to use a crossbow or a bow drill or you think you need a ham radio and then realize way too late that, uh, oh, I need a license for that thing. Now, let me put an asterisk there. In a true life threatening emergency situation even even today you can use a ham radio it has to be a justified emergency and there are uh there's a lot of latitude for someone who's genuinely reaching out in an emergency otherwise you do need to understand that ham radio does require licensing and a bit of study and some test taking and you are you receive a um permit from the FCC in order to be able to do that. But that license gives you the license to learn. In an emergency, is not the time to be trying to figure out a ham radio. Uh, go ahead and get your license. It's really not that hard. Get you a radio, even one of the Beofang UV5Rs that you can pick up now for about $25. And we're going to be doing a gear review on that here shortly. 
the time to, to learn is before the stuff hits the fan. And when it comes to ham radio, I guarantee you'll have a lot of fun with it. You'll learn a lot and you'll meet a lot of neat people. You got anything else for tonight? For uh, I think that about wraps it up for 10 Minute Tuesday. We really appreciate you listening. We want to get you talking with each other and we want you to reach out and speak with us as well. We'd love to hear from you. Find us on Facebook at Practical Prepping and you can also find our website at practicalprepping.info. You can email us at info at practicalprepping.info. We sir appreciate you listening. We want you to stay prepared. Why? Why, Mark? Why do people need to stay prepared? Stuff happens. Stay prepared.